Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode. Part of the Just a Bite series, posted July 13, 2020, titled Ark Encounter Protest 2020. This past weekend would have been the fifth annual Ark Encounter protest. And while Ken Ham's attractions reopened the moment they could, we again want to emphasize we are open here at the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. The tri-state freethinkers had something a little more social distance friendly in mind. The COVID-19 crisis has really thrown us for a loop and uh, doing the first virtual uh, protest has been great. Don't worry though, no one let Ken off the hook. Welcome to Apologia, where a former Christian takes a look at the claims of Christians. If you're new to the channel, please take a second to tap on the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when new science, theology, and news videos come out. And we've recently launched an audio-only edition that you can find wherever the finest podcasts are gathered. Every year, one of my favorite episodes of Hamannick News is early in July, right after the annual Ark Encounter protest with a chance to interview some of the speakers and get the tale of the event that I long to somehow attend. But this year, in light of world events, the event was digital, which allowed the organizers to invite this ham-protesting YouTuber from an entirely different country. This was an incredibly great honor, to be included in an all-star lineup of stirring speakers and activists like these. In the midst of a global health pandemic, we are facing an even bigger, and dare I say, longer lasting crisis. That of religion, Christianity in particular, and how it continues to infect and invade our lives every day. Far too often, we have been told to pray, yet we remain the prey. The protests against police brutality, the Ark Encounter, and against religious tyranny are all very important. But in this year, this crucial election year, we must show up and show out at the polls to make sure that our government is working for the people. I believe that lying to people is wrong because people base their decisions on the information they have. If you give them bad information, they're going to make stupid decisions, like donating $100 million to build a boat-shaped museum dedicated to a delusion. And that's what Answers in Genesis is all about. They are a lie factory. And it's more political than you think. Religious propagandists don't care what the truth is as long as you believe what you're told without question, without reservation, and without reason, so that they can manipulate your physical and financial support and control how you vote. Dominionists want to take over the federal government, overturn our democratic constitutional republic, and establish a theocracy enforcing God's law. And Ken Ham opened the Ark Encounter in 2016 because he believed, quote, only Christianity and its teachings can explain the purpose and meaning of this world. Yeah. Now, Bill Nye once said, science is the key to the future. And if you don't believe in science, 
then you're holding everyone else back. So the Ark Encounter is holding the city of Williamstown back. They're holding the state of Kentucky back. They're holding the entire United States back by allowing people to think it's okay to have religion in the government and promote anti-science. That is why we're here every year. I mean, what's the worst that could happen if you built a theme park dedicated entirely to lying to people about science? What's the worst that could happen if you raised a generation of children to be mistrustful of scientific expertise? What's the worst that could happen? Are these jackasses that reject the consensus of science whenever it doesn't fit their narrative? Are they going to elect their own president? Are, are, are they going to populate their ex the entire executive branch of government with Christian blowhards and bigots like Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, and Betsy DeVos? What's the worst that could happen? Would, would the seeds of doubt that they sowed actually blossom into people who refuse to follow public safety protocols just because those protocols were recommended by scientists? Are, are we going to suddenly wake up a couple years from now and, and find that our federal tax dollars are subsidizing religious schools, rebuilding churches, and paying the salary of clergy? I am glad to see that people are finally coming around to understanding why it might be dangerous to teach children to doubt the veracity of science. But I would have loved a demonstration that didn't include 130,000 new American graves and counting. What they want to do is flood state, local, and federal legislatures with as many bills that they kind of, they, they know won't hold muster at all in court. We don't want us exhausted. They want us complacent. So the bills that are popping up around that says that doctors can not treat trans people or not treat non-believers or not provide reproductive, uh, reproductive uh, health care to women. They want to be able to restrict the lives of, of American citizens in order to enact their own Christian dominionist theo uh, theocracy. They're surrounded by millions of tons of poo. What do they do with the poo? They shovel it out the one window, which also happens to be their one light source, which is supposed to be the nutrition for all of the plants on board because plants can't exactly live underwater for a year. They would have had to have brought termites, rats, flies, mosquitoes, and parasites on the ark. But amazingly, no one in this incredibly unhygienic, cramped condition died of disease. And that's ignoring the fact that most carnivores' stomachs can't handle a vegetarian diet. So Noah couldn't have just brought two of every animal because uh, otherwise every brunch would have turned into a mass extinction event. I was taught that as someone born in a female body, I was personally responsible for the ruination of the planet. I held the guilt of all women in my body, and that was why my period hurt. Meanwhile, my dad was taught that he was the spiritual leader of the household with a direct line to God. He was justified in his abuse of the women and boys in his family because God had ordained that he dominate us. And God had ordained that we submit. It was supposed to be painful and dehumanizing to feel like punishment because it was part of the curse. I lived in crippling anxiety that one day my entire family would be raptured without me and I would be left to face the wrath of a God who claimed to love me more than anyone else on the planet ever could, who would once again cover the earth with fire and water in punishment for sin. My sin. This is the language of abuse. 
This is the language of control. And raising your child with this worldview is abuse. Miseducating your child on purpose is abuse. Restricting the information that your child needs to grow as a person is abuse. Telling your child that they are covered in sin and going to hell just for being who they are without apology is abuse. We are equipping ourselves with the tools we need to survive and to thrive. And that's something I want for every child raised in this abusive worldview. For the full speeches and complete online live event from Saturday, I've provided a link in the description. But at the encouragement of the Tri-State organizers, I'm presenting my contribution here on my channel as well. Enjoy. Welcome to Apologia. We're a former Christian, indeed a former young earth creationist who recently upheld everything that Ken Ham preaches, takes a look at the claims of Christians. It was over three years ago that my Ham and Egg News show debuted. Welcome to Answers News. This is February 6th, 2017. And I think you fuck. And oh, Jane, you ignorant slut. You don't frighten us, English pig dogs! All right. And since then, I've been covering not only the regressive social positions and unwaveringly incorrect science teachings of Answers in Genesis, but also the real economic and political harm that the Ark Encounter attraction has wrought upon Kentucky. The last year, two great things happened. I became the president, and it was also the launch of Ark Encounter. But I definitely hate watch pay attention to the Ark economics. The Arconomics, as it were. Is that a phrase? Can that be what we call it from now on? Hashtag Arconomics. From all the shady dealings to get the Ark Encounter built in the first place. He went to Williamstown and basically said, I want to build it here. It'll draw in a lot of tourists. It will create all these jobs. But if you want me to build it here and spend my money in this community, more or less, you got to give me a whole bunch of tax breaks. To the complete failure of the park to help local residents in any way. Like this article talking about how Grant County, where the Ark sits, may have to file bankruptcy. To the despicable legal shenanigans, all to avoid paying 50 cents toward the salaries of first responders responsible for his guests. You'll recall that the town in which Ken Ham's $100 million Ark Encounter attraction is located passed a 50 cent per ticket safety tax to cover the police, medical, and fire infrastructure used by the Ark. Rather than simply collect and remit this tax, Ken Ham sold the for-profit Ark to his own non-profit company for $10 and declared himself exempt. But this move was in violation of the $18 million sales tax credit from the state of Kentucky and the state promptly cut him off. Which ended up allowing the public to track how well the Ark is or isn't doing. Since taxes collected are a matter of public record, media like the Grant County News have been regularly reporting on it. Like this recent piece telling us that the county has collected only $374,700 in the past 11 months. It doesn't take much of a math whiz to calculate that at 50 cents per ticket, that the Ark has sold at most 750,000 tickets in that time. And this is well short of the 2 million visitor estimates originally made for year two of the Ark, and even the 1 million visitor revised numbers. Two lawsuits alleging coercion with government agencies to use public funds for Ark tours, and encouraging public schools to try to find loopholes to organize field trips to the boat building. 
any public school group that wants to come to the Ark Encounter of the Creche Museum mm -hmm. provides an official public school group as a field trip. Mm -hmm. The teachers and the students, totally free. We're not going to charge them anything. And we're, do we're doing that as an outreach to uh, the public schools to, to, and, and to get them to be courageous and stand up against the bullies. To that amusing time when the Ark Encounter had to sue its own insurance company because the attraction sustained, wait for it, flood damage. Ark Encounter is suing its insurers over damage worth about $1 million caused by heavy rains. Now you may wonder why a Canadian like myself is so singularly focused on an Australian who's inflicting pain to some Americans. Despite the obvious world of the internet age we live in, where bad ideas spread across the globe at the speed of Wi-Fi without consideration of borders or nations, it is much more personal and at home than that. It's not just the time I actually met Ken, and he accused me of being a troll who lives in his parents' basement. You see, in 2018, Ken Ham was invited to be the keynote speaker at the annual Provincial Homeschool Conference in the province where I live, Alberta, Canada. As an activist against the kind of science-denial teaching that I myself believed for decades, putting me at a massive disadvantage at all things science, I couldn't leave his bid for the minds of my neighbor's children and a share of my tax dollars to go unprotested. I decided that my anonymity behind a cartoon wasn't as important as the harm Ken Ham was doing to my community, so I took to the airwaves. Paul Enns runs a YouTube channel. Paul Enns is a Calgary father of three. Joining me now is Paul Enns. Of course the ideas are bad. A child taught to believe that the Earth is 6,000 years old must also necessarily be taught that science isn't to be trusted on any issues. Forget health warnings. Forget climate warnings. This is, in part, why some groups of Christians lead the way in putting our world in danger. And forget about these kids becoming scientists themselves. Who knows how many brilliant minds will never solve a problem that the world could use a solution to. But it's not only that. In my province of Alberta, the government funding that would normally go to a child's public school just goes to the religious school or the home school of the parent if they don't go. But the curriculum for these non-public school students is not controlled. The reason Kenham came to my province was so that my tax dollars could go towards buying Answers in Genesis material for thousands of students, as if... It were actual science curriculum. And you may think, that's terrible for Canada's backwoods province. But what does it have to do with us in the USA? Well, just this month, the Supreme Court of the US ruled in a Montana-based case that scholarship donations given to religious private schools should receive tax credit. Now, this is not as bad as direct government funding of Kenham material, like happens in my province. But nevertheless, Answers in Genesis is celebrating. Supreme Court strikes down state ban on taxpayer, taxpayer funding for religious schools. So this is actually a bit of good news. Um, a good Supreme Court decision that was made recently. And why shouldn't they? Despite the monstrous boat-shaped monument we protest today, the bulk of their money comes from the sales of quote-unquote educational material, including a strong push into curriculum. I encourage you to order ANSWERS Bible Curriculum for your church, Christian or homeschool, 
Learn more at AnswersBibleCurriculum.com. Not only that, Answers in Genesis actually funds a private school in Kentucky. And their new Answers Center, built on the Ark Encounter grounds, houses a massive schoolroom complex for homeschool students to come on site and learn AIG-branded science. The pattern of Answers in Genesis is to continue to blur the boundaries of church-state separation, to find loopholes, to have your tax dollars subsidize their brainwashing of the next generation. On my YouTube channel, I've dedicated myself to combating the ideas of Answers in Genesis, but we're going to need everyone's help to combat their social, political, and economic impact. If you're in the tri-state area, contact the tri-state freethinkers to see how you can get involved year-round. If not, find a group near you that advocates for church-state separation and find out if your tax dollars might be going towards Answers in Genesis material designed to teach the next generation that science is not to be trusted. If so, write your elected officials and let them know that The Flintstones is not a documentary. Over the years, it's been my great pleasure to cover previous Ark Encounter protests from afar. So it's a tremendous honor to be included today. Though I obviously greatly wish that everyone could have been together for it again this year. I hope to join myself one of these years soon. But this one is dedicated to my friend Strike, who was together with you last year at the protest. One of his last trips before his untimely passing. I miss you, buddy. Until we're all together again, stay safe, take care of each other, and never stop the fight against poisonous ideas. Now, shortly after I prepared my remarks... I learned that according to government filings obtained by the Washington Post, the Ark Encounter's parent company, Crosswater Canyon, received between $1 and $2 million from the Federal Paycheck Protection Program on April 14th. The Friendly Atheist blog pointed out that the Ark Encounter's fundraiser, asking their donor base for a million dollars to protect their employee paychecks, began later in May after the federal funds were already secured. Do you think they happened to share this information with the donors? While not illegal, to double dip like this is the kind of sketchy entanglement that we've come to expect from Answers in Genesis and their duplicitous hashtag Arconomics. There's also this incredibly heartbreaking tale told by former Answers in Genesis employee Leah Jesse of years of systematic misogyny being asked to endure physical pain for God's work, and being forced to endure mental anguish and abuse at the hands of the culture of her employer, Answers in Genesis. There's a link in the description if you want to read it all. There are so many reasons to protest Answers in Genesis and the Ark Encounter. The church-state violations, the ideas it propagates, the social harm it inflicts, and the economic damage to the county and state where it resides. This is a fight we can all join. Thanks for including me, Tri-State Freethinkers. I can't encourage you enough to make the next video you watch the full event with inspiring and heart-wrenching words expressed by my fellow speakers. Just tap on the thumbnail on the screen. See you there. <laughs>